0: Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast, another banger episode as we get into free throw shooting. Listen, you can win games, you can lose games simply at the line, what you do at the line. We're back with our CB, shooting coach, basketball trainer, high school coach, all of the above, doing all the things. Coach Jaden Nichols. Coach, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing
1: great. We're on the different setup today, so hopefully it sounds a little bit clearer.
0: Dude, you sound so clean, so clear so clear uh if you're watching on youtube one of us lives where it's warm and one of us does not you could tell that by our, our skin <laughs> our skin color right here because my my skin is actually the same color as yours it's kind of that's kind of funny um we are getting to that time of year and you know as we're recording this and, and we're getting ready to head towards the summer and as you guys see this it'll you know you'll be in the summer now is the time i just want to reiterate now is the time to improve yourself as a player, now as a coach, now is the time to push your kids to improve in certain areas so we can get better results during the season. And to to me, as I think of from a coaching side, what that means is one, we're trying to give our players a clear blueprint for the the direction that we're trying to get them to go. Uh, and, And then two, we got, we got to look ourselves in the mirror as well as coaches and say, well, how am I getting better? how am I getting better? Who are the people that I'm communicating with? What are some of the resources I'm taking advantage of? Like this podcast would be would be one of them, right? It's, it's, it's your development. You know, that could be our Edge coach membership that coaches are taking advantage of to try to say, how can I better myself as a coach? Because I'm asking the same thing for my players, right? And if I'm asking my players to improve, I got to make sure that I'm holding myself accountable to improving as well. And there's a lot of great ways that we can do that. And free throws is, is one of those topics when it comes to shooting that is super, super important. But sometimes it can be brushed over. So I'm going to hand this over to you. That was my little intro. Hand this over to you. You know, what comes to mind when you think of free throws and how we can shoot them better?
1: Yeah, a lot of stuff comes to mind. I want to first preface when I think about free throw shooting right now, I think back to my last season as a JV coach. And I can pinpoint at least four games where we either won or lost a game solely because of free throws. And I'm sure every coach listening has those exact games in their brain, too, whether you won or lost a game based on your performance at the free throw line. And so I think it's important for us to look at it because we know it's such an important part of the game. It might be something we want to teach and and at least think about a little bit more than maybe some other parts of the game. And so some of the first things I think about when I when I watch players shoot at the free throw line, and even as I've been watching the NBA playoffs and watching guys shoot from the free throw line, I think it's really important to make sure that our feet are in a position where we actually feel good to shoot. I tweeted recently, Kyrie Irving, one of the best players in the world, sets his feet differently when he shoots a free throw compared to when he shoots a jump shot. And I think we see in his percentages, there's a reason there's a dip in his free throw percentage because he shoots it so different and it looks awkward. And you'll notice a guy like that, he takes his shot squared, and when he always finishes, he steps over the line with his right foot into a normal position that feels good. And we've, I've made same, similar comments to guys like LeBron James. There are guys that, that shoot differently at the free throw line than they do in a jump shot. And there's a reason why when college scouts and NBA scouts are looking for a player who shoots well – They look at free throw percentage, and there's a reason for that. Free throw percentage is an indicator of how good of a shooter you can be at the highest of levels. So if that's true, then we need to make sure all of our mechanics are correct and good at the free throw line if we're going to be a good shooter overall. So this isn't just about being a good free throw shooter. This is still about being a good shooter in general. That's what this whole series has been on, is how to improve ourselves as shooters. So that's the first thing that comes to mind. When I watch my students shoot, it's all about their feet first.
0: So a couple really great points that you mentioned right there, and two two quick comments, and then I'm gonna let you roll again. One, we had a high school program that we had worked with, and they were. I wanted, I don't want to say they were the number one free throw shooting team in the state of Michigan, but they were they were on the list. I can't remember. I'm not gonna say that it was Brown City. It was a couple of years ago. I've worked camps with their, with their coaches, and they were one of the top, if not the top free throw shooting team in the state and this was just uh, maybe two years ago maybe even a year ago um anyway so we asked the coach why do you think you know your free throw shooting was just elite and, you know they shot around 80 percent like as a as a team from the free throw line really good right and uh he's like you know i think one of the reasons that we shot so well from free throws was because we always did our form shooting from the front of the basket and they did our four phases of form shooting And they, they, they did them from the front of the rim and they worked themselves and progressed themselves back through the four phases, just like we teach it. So if you haven't listened to the form shooting uh, podcast episode, go ahead and do that. But he was asked like, why do you think your free throw percentage was so high? And he's like, you know what? We worked our, our form shooting progressions from the front of the rim. And as we did it, we also worked our way back to the foul line. And so it was just his thoughts. He's like, I think that's one of the reasons why we shoot it. We shot it really well from the foul line was because one, we were working on our form and a lot of as we were getting into our form shooting mechanics, very, very similar to our free throw shooting mechanics, which is what you just mentioned. We want those things to to go hand in hand, right? How we would take a normal shot and, and uh, how we would shoot our free throws, which gets back into my second story. Um, you're looking at somebody who had some serious free throw success and struggles throughout his entire career. You're probably, I haven't even told you some of these stories. When I was 13, I won the state championship for free throw shooting. There was like some Knights of Columbus free throw competition and you would enter like a local tournament. And if you won that, then you'd go to a free throw competition and play like a district tournament and then a regional. And then you'd go to the state championship. So I did this for a few years. One of the years I won, I was the best like 13 year old free throw shooter of, in the state of Michigan for everybody that did And I had a lot of success for the most part, shooting free throws fast forward to my last year playing pro basketball overseas. I'm like 25, 26 years old, the by far, like the best basketball player I've ever been. Like, I feel like I'm a man, like bring it. I got game, right. Worst free throw shooting I've ever had. I think in my life, was my last year playing basketball overseas. And again, I've always said, listen, I'm a student of the game. I'm a hard worker. I'm not necessarily the smartest guy, right? I changed my free throw shooting that year, coach. I changed it. I always shot with a a turn. My free throw shooting stance always resembled my actual shooting stance. And at that point, you know, there was more social media coming out. YouTube was starting to get more popular. And so we were getting this boost of information and, and being a basketball junkie, like I got to, you know, and there was so much about it of toes to target, toes to target, you know, line, line yourself up. I said, you know what, it's going to be really hard for me to shoot free throws or game shots like that. And so I I kept my turn. I was like, this is where I want it, but you know what? I'm going to try this from the foul line this year and, and see if, if I'm improving. So big mistake, very stupid on my part one, you know, why would you be 25, 26 years old and change your stance when you've won, had a ton of success with it And 2 you've been doing it for your entire life? Now you're going to do it better another way. Probably not going to happen. Right. And then two, it was completely opposite of a normal way that I would shoot a basketball, any which way with, with my stance. And so I stunk it up. I shot like 60, Nine percent or something that year from from the foul line, super disappointing. And um, so, if if anything, if I could say anything, listen, like just trust us. Just trust us as you as we dig into a few minutes talking free throws on this episode, because I can. You know, we can both speak from experience. I can speak from experience on both sides of personally having success, working with other people that have had success but also some of the mistakes that I've made myself as a player coming up, having played a heck of a lot of basketball. And I do like that you
1: hammered home the point of consistency, especially with how we shoot the basketball from the free throw line. It's super important to be consistent. And that's why when I coached eighth grade basketball, we shot so many free throws. And you know what? It's was because we were trying to hammer out the things we're about to talk about, the four H's of, of free throw shooting, but also just, Cause kids would do different routines almost every game. And I'm like, listen, that's okay for now, but by game eight, so that's halfway through our season, you need to show me what your free throw routine is that you're going to keep from now through high school. And that's what we're going to focus on. And so that was a challenge I always had for my guys. I'm like, you could play around with it at practice, do it, figure out what you like, but by midway of the season, you got to show me what you like and we're going to make sure your feet are right. And whatever you do, whether it's two dribbles and a t- turn of the ball or whatever, that's fine but we got to make sure everything else is is where it needs to be. And so I kind of mentioned that the 4-H is a a free throw shooting. Why don't we dive into that? Because I think this is really where we built the foundation, like form shooting is the number one, getting our feet correct. And then there's the 4-Hs, which you have a background story on, which I love hearing about with, with Perrysburg basketball. And it really works. I used it with eighth graders, and we saw improvement in our free throw shooting all five years that I coached that we used this. And so I think it's something that we've seen play out multiple times. And it's really helpful. So, why don't you go ahead and start and we can go back and forth and we can dive into this?
0: Yeah. So, a couple things. I will also, if you're watching on uh, YouTube, I'm going to put up a share screen. So, I'm going to actually show you one of the handouts that we give. We give this handout to our kids at our shooting camps. We email it out to all the kids at our shooting camps and then it's uploaded into the Coach's Edge membership site. So, if you're a basketball coach and you have a membership, you get access to this as well. But the background of the story, is uh, I was an assistant coach at Perrysburg High School, which is in Northwest Ohio, for two seasons. And really, I, I joined the the team heading right into my that, that first year. So I didn't get a whole lot of time to work with this team at all, or even get to know the guys before my first year as a coach. But we did get a chance to help put an offseason plan in place and really start to put a blueprint down for how we were going to work on our individual game and shooting the basketball was a big point of emphasis because as you know, coach, we can't get taller. We, we can work on getting faster, stronger, more athletic. That's great. We, we need to be in great shape. Can't play great unless you're in great shape. However, we can see a lot more gains in the areas of skills. Right. And so with our program and, and my job, coach Boyce who, who's still coaching at Perry's where was like Steve shooting shooting, shooting, shooting. We, we want to be better shooters by next year. I was like, all right, got you. So as we're going throughout that season, we're seeing some good things. Our field goal percentage was up. Our three-point percentage was up prior to the first year. And this was having graduated our best player, who was our, our point guard and shooting guard. And he took a lot of shots. He was really good. So we're, we're feeling good, but our free throw percentage was down. And so that's where it, it took watching, you know, whether you watch game film, you're in the gym with with your your kids, your team, and you're watching how players are shooting the free throws and trying to figure out how to break free throw shooting down in a way that is super simple, easy to understand. So you're not trying to overload anybody with all this information. But at the same time, like if you ask me a detailed question, I'm not going to give you a a one sentence answer. If you ask me a detailed question, I'm going to give you a detailed answer right? If you ask me a vague question, I'm probably gonna give you a vague answer, right? But w- when it comes to shooting, that's why we're doing this whole shooting podcast series is because we're trying to dive in, give you some of the details and, you know, free throws and, and shooting is kind of like a golf swing. Like there, there's, there's one thing we want to do, which is hit it straight. There's a lot of ways that we can mess that up, right? And so to be able to take all this information, to break it down into hopefully very helpful chunks And then you can take what you need with you and then start to applying it to your your players and that you're working with is what we want to do. So as I was watching, and I'll get into our share screen right here, as I was watching our players shoot free throws, what I noticed was there were really four large mistakes that I saw they weren't quite getting consistently when it came to shooting free throws. If you're watching here, these are all the videos that we have shooting the basketball. And then here's some of the PDFs that we have. So I'm just, I'm just digging into some of our four H's of free throws. And one of the biggest mistakes that we saw with our players was they weren't getting their hands in a solid shooting position prior to moving the basketball up. This sounds very basic. And my hope is that as you knock these four H's out, it it is basic. Like you do have it down, but getting your hands in a shooting position before you begin that shot motion is huge. We would have players at the line going through their routine and they'd more so have their hands sometimes on the side of the ball. So we'd have players who would bring the basketball up really starting their shot motion and then start to turn if they're right-handed turn their right hand underneath the basketball. And they're already about halfway through, through their shot. I said, you know what, this is a, a big thing that we can make consistent that's currently not consistent and shot preparation and anything is huge. So the more that we can take care of business prior to the ball beginning its movement, the shot beginning, the less errors, the less likely we are to have some of these common shooting errors as we get up and through our shot. Thoughts on that, Coach Nichols? And then you can take that where you like.
1: Yeah, just from a personal standpoint I used to do that exact same thing when I was at the free throw line I think I cut it out ninth grade ish I would dribble the basketball and then I would spin the ball and as I have my hands on the side of the ball and as the ball was coming up that's when I would move my hand under the ball before shooting so I used to do that exact thing and I I became a better free throw shooter as the years went on Um, but that's something I see with players doing as well having our hands on the side of the ball and I, I always mention, too, just having a nice little wrinkle in the wrist, too, is something that you probably should have wherever your shooting pocket is before bringing the ball up. Getting your wrist loaded is an important part of having our hands set and ready to shoot. So that's, that's the, at least the two things with hands that I think are really important. Hands need to be under the ball. And for our hand to be under the ball and not just behind the ball requires some sort of wrinkle in our wrist. Whether that's a full 90 degree, if you're if you're like me and you got a flexible wrist or if it's closer to 45 degrees, either's fine. Just having some sort of load so that you're not doing that last second. And then if, if we can move on to hips, the next one is we need to have our hips loaded. So I talked about having a loaded wrist. We also mentioned having loaded hips. So dropping before the ball comes up. So that's really important. Some some guys will load the ball up top and then they'll they'll drop their hips. And then get into this weird two motion shot. We we always talk about ball low, body low, ball high, body high. Everything's got to be smooth and together. When I played AAU basketball, the coach I was working with used to say something to this same effect. He would always say one fluid motion, one fluid motion, everything up all at the same time. And that was super helpful for me. I don't think I was really a two motion shot kind of kid, but what I would do is I would dip down real low, kind of sit there for a second, take a couple of dribbles and then come up. And so I lost a lot of the load in my hips because I would sit there almost in like a squat position. But when I have my hands ready and then going up and down at the same time, that's when we can be more consistent because we don't have any different kinds of loads happening. So I kind of mentioned the two different ones. Some players will load their hips way too early and sit there in a squat before shooting. Others will load the ball way too early before actually getting down. Ball low, body low, ball high, body
0: high. And I do want to reiterate such good stuff. That when when we're breaking this down, and if you get again, if you listen to our free throw form or our form shooting podcast, go back to that. We go follow through, then we go ball motion, then we go body motion, then we go game speed shots. It's it's just like you you explain: start small, finish tall, right? And you're not getting down to this deep squat, right? There's just there's a little bit of hip bend, there's a little bit of knee flexion, right? Ankles, it's it's nothing crazy, and the ball moves first. And then the the body follows it up because we want to time the release of the basketball when we're getting the most power unloading from our lower body. So it's not the exact exact same time, but what coach Nichols is, is painting the picture of is those players that will be upright with their hips while the basketball is moving up. Right. So we got the ball coming up and then the body, you're actually high and then sinking it down. I mean, just just think about this. You're moving the ball up at the same time you're moving your body down. Does that make any sense at all? No. We want to be loaded. Ball starts to move up. And as the ball starts to move up, then our lower body starts to come up. And that's how we get that nice fluid motion that, you know, some, some players or coaches would call, you know, that's more of a one motion fluid shot. That's how we start to incorporate some of those skills. So keep going, coach. This is great stuff.
1: Yeah, and with that, that's something we see a lot in the NBA too. A lot of guys who just shoot upright, that's another thing. If there's no sort of hip bend, that's something that's concerning and needs to be looked at too. You can't really have good rhythm and good power under the ball without a good hip bend. The next one's our head, and this is probably my biggest pet peeve when I watch shooters. I talked about my greatest emphasis being where, where our feet at, but my biggest pet peeve is this. Locating the target before bringing the ball up. So a lot of players, what they'll do is they'll stare at the ball while they're dribbling it. They'll stare at the ball while they're twisting it around their, their arms or whatever they do. And then as they're bringing the ball up, last second looking at the hoop before shooting it. Your brain has to calibrate what it's going to be th- throwing a ball at. So if we can't allow our brain – to locate the target, we're going to have a hard time actually locking in on the target and communicating to our muscles where that ball needs to go. So our brain's important. It's a huge part of this. So we need to lock our eyes up as early as possible. Trust your hand if you're going to do those dribbles or whatever else you need to do. Lock your eyes on the target before you're getting into your motion. And then you'll be able to make more shots. It's really simple. It's just like shooting an arrow or if we're at the gun range. Gotta lock our eye on the target if we're gonna hit it.
0: I yeah, can't say it. Can't say it any better than that. And uh, you know, it's there's a lot we can learn from those that are playing at the highest level. And there's a lot of things that can't compare. You know, as, as you watch players shoot free throws, even at the NBA level, I mean, you got to remember some of these guys are, you know, six seven, six nine, seven feet tall, and. You know, maybe the equivalent of them shooting a 15 footer is the equivalent of you shooting a five footer, right? And so we have to keep some of that in mind. You know, the strength, the size, how close they are even to the basket is, is completely different, which is why I think it's really important for us to dig in to some of these details of not just who is successful, but why is someone successful? And why is someone successful might be a little easier for us to take some things and start to apply it to our own game and how we shoot the basketball compared to, well, you know, Larry Bird was six foot nine for the most part, an extremely strong person compared to a normal person who five ten, Right. And he could get away with, you know, doing some certain things compared to someone else combined with the fact that he had like one of the most insane work ethics of anybody that's ever lived. So if you shoot it that way a million times, you're going to get good at shooting it that way anyway.
1: Yeah, and with that too, um, especially as we emphasize these things, even if you just do it to the lowest degree, so getting your hands behind the ball, getting a little bit of wrist wrinkle, getting at least a little bit of load in your hips, and at least looking at the basket before you're shooting, a, lot of, a little can go a long way when we're talking about this stuff, but we're making little tweaks. It's going to help. So if we dive into the fourth H of free throw shooting, it's this. It's the hold. So the follow-through until we see the result of the shot. I couldn't tell you how many times I see my players who will step off the line as soon as that ball comes off of their fingertips, steps away from it. We either lose momentum going forward or it's just straight up because we're too focused on either getting back on defense, whatever we're about to do. My team pressed this year, so I know a lot of them were, were psyched to get into the presser. Hold your follow-through. Make sure that the shot's going to go in. See the result. In that moment, we don't think about it a lot, but every shot you take, you're giving your brain and muscles some sort of data. So when you do a pro- something proper and you're thinking about what your form looks like, when we hold that follow-through and we see the result, it's actually good for your brain chemistry and it can get you rolling as a free-throw shooter. There's a reason that NBA commentators and coaches say, you just need to see it go in in through the hoop one or two times, and that can really get a player rolling. Because there's something to seeing the ball going in and knowing that I did the proper thing, my body's going to try to replicate that the next time I shoot the basketball.
0: It's a great point. And a lot of times when we hear people call out, hey, hold your follow through, hold your follow through, what I think of instead, maybe a little bit different is it's not just holding the follow through with your shooting hand. There's a couple of things that I think of when I'm holding your father. It's shooting hand and guide hand and, and coach is with your body. Stay on the line. And this was one of those things that we really noticed when I was coaching in Perrysburg was we had multiple players on our team who would go through their shooting routine. And before the ball even hit the rim, they were they were really close to free throw violations as far as stepping over the foul line as they got into their shot. And then we had other players who would take their shot and the ball might only be halfway on its way to the basket and they're already leaning back, taking steps backward like they're about to get back on defense. And I just have to believe that that's a bad habit. Stick the shot, shooting hand, guide hand, stance. If we can stick that, until we see the result of the shot, I gotta believe that's a habit that is only going to help us as we continue to shoot the basketball and progress. We gotta remind our
1: guys too, there's four other dudes on your team who are ready to play defense. It's it's not that deep.
0: You're not the one yeah. guy that's gonna save the day. Yeah, make the shot. Just make the shot. Do your job, make the shot. So Those are the four H's that we came up with, with Kramer basketball based on some of the mistakes that we saw player shooting. Um, You know, again, not having hands in a shooting position, not being loaded to take the shot with their hips being back, the head not always on the target before they're getting up in their shot motion and not holding the follow through after they finish with the shot, not just with their, with their follow through, but follow through with their stance, stay on the line, stick it. And then one thing that we've added, uh, coach is a little breathing technique. And one more free throw shooting story. Uh, you know Mason Brandt uh, a little bit. He's come out some things. He got a full ride to University of Finley next, next season. Really high level player, right? And he was having a great season uh, for his high school year this past year. And his dad texts me one day. He's like, Steve, you know, Mason's not shooting the basketball that well from the line. You know, he's, he's having good games. He's playing well. Uh, you know, but he's he's not nervous. Shot looks pretty good to me. Not really sure what you know is going on. You know, so I, I watched some game film and and I, I come back to him as well. I was like, Yeah, I mean, a shot looks great. He's got a very beautiful shot. We've worked with him since he was um, you know, a little junior high guy. I said, you know what? You're getting full court pressed, you're getting denied, you're getting boxing one. Other teams are trying to mess with you. They're cheap shotting you and you have a lot of responsibility on your team because you need to score about 30 approximately to give your team a chance. And your heart rate is extremely high, right? There, there's some of this natural anxiety is probably not the best word, but there, there's something as far as you just being, you're under stress, right? You're in the game. You're trying to win this game. Everybody's trying to stop you, especially, if, you know, you're the best player. And they said, try this breathing technique. And this breathing technique, yeah, I got on Netflix, I was watching like this breathing and sleep documentary, because that's how boring I am. Coach Nichols is like, you know, that what, what, what can you watch on Netflix? I'm gonna watch how to learn how to sleep and breathe better, you know. So I'm watching this. And they talked about, as you're trying to relax, and when you go to bed, you need to lower your heart rate, right? And you, you need to calm down, you need to slow down, and how much your breathing affects how relaxed you are, it can help slow down your heart rate, which is, is again, going to help you feel better, more of a relaxed state, and that's the thing about basketball. Basketball is high intensity, it's fast-paced, but when it comes to shooting, it's finesse, it's rhythm, it's fluidity, And, and these things are almost butting against each other. And so that's what you see with every great shooter is they have the ability to go from these high intense actions and to be able to slowing themselves down, relax, calm themselves down and get into a fluid shot. And so I said, listen, I was watching this breathing documentary. They recommended this, just try it out because you don't need more reps. You practice as much as anybody I know. Right. You, you can absolutely shoot the ball. You're shooting it phenomenal from the field and from three and all that good stuff. You can stroke. And you've been a really good free throw shooter in the past. So let's just try to calm yourself down with breathing. And so it was a belly breath through the nose, four seconds. Right, So you, you breathe in. Do it with me, coaches, as, as you listen. Just do it with me. I'll, do it. I'll, I'll try to count what I'll do. Through the nose, big belly breath. Ready. And then we hold it for four seconds. And then we slowly exhale out the mouth for eight. So go ahead and do that. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And so four seconds in through the nose, four seconds hold, eight seconds exhale through the mouth. And you're saying, Steve, you only got 10 seconds at the line. What the heck are you talking about? That's 16 seconds. I'm no mathematician. I get it. You're, you're doing that as, you know, you got fouled, you're walking yourself to the line. You can work on that breathing technique as you're preparing for your shot. You can also do this at any point if there's a timeout, if the ball goes out of bounds, any time where you can actually think about your breathing a little bit to start to calm yourself down, I recommend doing that. And when I do it, I feel better. I do it before I go, go to sleep sometimes. Uh, I talk about that in my shooting camps, And so that's just one extra thing that we've added recently is really getting kids to understand their breathing and how their heart rate can affect how they shoot the basketball, even if they're not nervous at the line, because everything is so fast, your blood's pumping, you may need to calm down a little bit, and using that little breathing technique can help you calm down and hopefully knock some of those free throws down.
1: I like that. I also think, too, um, it's not to ignore that free throws can be a head game sometimes, too, when we think about the pressure of a game situation. that is where it takes more reps. You mentioned Mason didn't need more reps, but some players that might, that might be your issue. You mm-hmm. might just need some more yeah, reps. can build confidence for sure. And I think working on your breathing too. I used to do, I always took a deep breath before I shot free throws too. So it's funny that you mentioned that. There's something to that. And I think subconsciously we try things and sometimes we find stuff that works like that. So all that to say.
0: Oh, I didn't I think, tell you the end of the story. I didn't tell you oh, the end of the story. There's yeah, there's a, there's <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable to tell that story. So he's shoot like fifty-five percent for like the past two weeks. Dad texts me, blah blah blah. I get I get back to him, say, do all this, do this next free throw. Like it's not the reps, like you know, do this thing. All right. Next day they have a game. Next morning I get a text from the coach, Steve. Thanks. Shot ten for eleven from the free throw line last night. We're off and running. We're good to go. Thank you. Boom. Wow. Now he's got the technique. He's got all, all the other things we're taking care of business, right? So, I mean, just because you're breathing, right, doesn't mean you're going to knock out a free throw. He had all these other aspects down and went from stinking it up at the free throw line, just changed the breathing for that next game. And then he was back on track. It was really cool. I love that. I'm a
1: huge fan of shooting diagnostics. so I love that you added that in there. There's so many things we could look at. We just got to figure out what it is. So coach, I think that, for the most part, wraps up free throw shooting. There's a lot more we could talk about. We could talk specifically about certain players and their routines. If we just focus on a few things, getting our hands, hips, head, and our hold correctly, we can shoot the ball at a much larger clip. And like we mentioned, it starts with our form shooting. Form shooting first, then making sure that we're taking care of these things at the free throw line. They're different kind of shots than game speed shots. So we still shoot them the same, but it takes a little different level of focus. So coach, you have anything else you want to add before we close?
0: Uh, my hope is that this gives us some clarity, right? Again, like I said, you know, yes, you a detailed question, you're going to get a detailed answer, uh, but with free throws, I hope it adds, you know, some clarity and can give you maybe some consistent things to look at when you're watching your players shoot the basketball. And uh, I know for our team to, to, to round this out in the beginning, the, the story, um, with that Perrysburg team that I, I was working with, it, we we didn't really start trying to implement these things until about 50%, or a little halfway through the season. Because after a while in the beginning of the season, we thought maybe we're just, you know, we'll, we'll come along. Like we're shooting better than we weren't at a certain point in the season. That's when I, I went to the guys, I made the handout, did all this stuff. And so I think for the last eight games or so that year, we ended up shooting like 15% better as a team from the foul line. Um, and it was more of something where, you know, we had this conversation, you know, a couple of times with the kids kind of explained what I was seeing and then just gave them this reminder, you know, at the free throw line, you know, try to think about these things because for a lot of the kids, they were doing two or three out of those four H's already. So it wasn't like they had to totally change everything, but we we're like, Hey, we're just going to try to, for you make sure your hands are in a shooting position before you move the ball. Okay. For the next kid, their next age might be, hey, hold your position at the free throw line until you see the result of it. That's it. Next person might be, hey, make sure your hips are back before you start moving the basketball up. So for a lot of our kids, it was really just concentrating on one or two out of these four. And uh, we got the results that that we wanted. And, um, you know, hopefully it can help some coaches out there. So thank you for checking out the Coaches Edge podcast. Watch it on YouTube. Appreciate you hit the like button as well. If you're curious about how you can get access to like you know, if you're watching, and you're like, "Whoa! I just saw a bunch of stuff in the back end of that website with the PDFs, right? With the, uh, the all the videos and demos and stuff we have. Yeah, we have a lot in there. So, if you're curious about getting that access to that, you can reach out to me. Contact at KramerBasketball.com, at Coach's Edge One on Twitter. I'll be sure to put Coach Nichols contact link in description below. And uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, get after today.